This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. Along with Harvey and Joe, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Hey, Gordon, how are you? Larry, what's going on tonight, my friend? Oh, Gordon, the Mets are rolling right now. Oh, baby. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and the Mets. Gordon, if I could just get the Phillies on the schedule more often, yeah. I'd be in good shape. <laughs> I don't know. Did the Phillies have a song? Because whatever that song is, they're not playing it right now. They stink. Woof, they look they terrible. Awful. Let me tell you how bad the Phillies are. You ready, Gordon? Yeah. Now, Aaron Nola is a top-notch pitcher. Do we agree? Yes, he can be. He can be. His, his career has been – he's been struggling this year, mm-hmm. but he's been a tough – he's been a veteran guy, gets people yes, out, does a nice absolutely. job. absolutely. How does he walk Daniel Vogelbach twice on eight pitches? Gordon, if you put it down the plate, he couldn't hit it. What are you doing? I'm happy, but what are you doing? There's certain guys in the Mets order, specifically Pete Alonso, who you should not pitch to. Right. But on the polar, like almost like the, the, the polar opposite of that is the guy you should pitch to, and that's Daniel Vogelback. What are you doing? They got it all messed up there in Philadelphia. How do you, and he, Gordon, eight pitches. He didn't throw him a strike. What are you afraid of? He can't hit. He came in two of his last 25, and it seems worse than that. It does feel, it feels like, oh, it's two for 20. He's on a hot streak. Two for 25. Wait a second. It really no, does. No calls for the kids tonight. Vogelback and Canna both uh, coming through in big ways. So Yes. And, and a Carrasco. second straight well-pitched game. Yes, for him. So I, for a couple of minutes, I want to talk to the Mets fans leaving City Field. 1-800-919-3776. Give me your sense about this team. Again, I know it's the Phillies. I get it. But still, we were losing the teams who were worse than them. So please. Uh, I'll take the wins. But I just want to get your feel about the game tonight. I'll say this too, Gordon. We've made a lot of comments about Francisco Lindor, and rightfully so. For for the money he is being paid, you're not getting what you're expecting. Okay? He's He's not been the Cleveland Francisco Lindor. But I will say this. Defensively tonight, Gordon, he was outstanding. Made a couple of really good plays up the middle. You know, defensively, coming off last night, where the Mets played better defense. So, Maybe they're turning things, and once again, I, I get who it is, but the bottom line here is they're playing better baseball, Gordon, and amazingly, they got another starter that went past six innings. So yeah. that always helps as well. It, it locks. Now, the downside of it, and I thought Gary Cohen was right on point with that, is that now that you go in deep with your starters, you end up getting the same relievers, right, back-to-back games. So Adovino pits back-to-back. David Robertson pits back-to-back tonight, which is, you know, you normally, Buck normally doesn't like to do that. But in this case, you know, these are the these are the guys in the circle of trust. Although, to be honest with you, Adovino's kind of straddling the circle. <laughs> he's, he's got one foot in and one foot out of the circle of trust. But uh, you, in, you end up with the veteran guys in back-to-back nights, but I'd rather have that, Gordon, than to have to rely on my bullpen to get me 15 to 18 outs. Well, the kid Rayleigh has been really good yes. recently. And uh, think about when the season started, oh, the Met bullpen, Met closer. Is David Robertson going to close games? 
maybe you wish he had closed more because you only have the 29 wins. Maybe you thought 35, 40 wins at this point. Who knows? He's been really good when he's been out there. He has been. He's been really good. A couple of strikeouts tonight. Uh, his mm-hmm. ERA for the season is under one and a half. He's yep. got 10 saves. You really yep. can't ask much more out of David Robertson than that. So um, Thank you, Mariano. Yeah, uh, the Mets It's maybe starting to turn a corner, and you're right. I mean, the Phillies have played terribly. They look like a spent team, and we always talk about when teams have playoff runs, does the organization read it right? Mm-hmm. Is, is this the true team, or is this, uh, is this just the team that got hot at the right time? The Phillies seem like they bought into that playoff run a year ago as if that was the real Phillies, and they have not looked like a, a real contender so far this year. But the Mets have proven to you this year they can lose to anybody. So I don't yes. care how bad. The, the Phillies could be the Oakland A's, and the Mets could find a way somehow to lose to them. So uh, a good win tonight, good pitching performance, enough offense, and you, and you take it and you run with it. You do. And the positive thing is, and it's funny because we mentioned him last night, Gordon, when, when Mark called, and I was talking about the lineups, right? We're, we're, comp- we're better this year than last year. And one of the people I mentioned who wasn't better this year than last year was Mark Hanna. And for mm-hmm. him tonight, a two-run home run, drove, mm-hmm. drove in all four runs. So, yep. you know, he needs to get going. There's guys in this op, in this lineup that, you know, I still – look, they still need an extra bat. But Absolutely. there are guys in this lineup who, if they could start getting something going, it would be, it would be much nicer. Okay? It would it – would, they'd have a little bit more run support for their pitching staff than what they've been getting so far this season. They got a lot of guys who you look at their season totals and it does not match up to what you expect, right? And no. Lindor, he's he's good because he plays every single day and he's great defensively at shortstop, but he's hitting 223 with an on-base yeah. of under 300. Yeah, not um, what you want. Not what you're looking for there. Uh, Beatty, I think, has been a little unlucky so far, so uh, I'm not going to go crazy. You know, you look at his exit velocity, he hits the ball very hard mm-hmm. consistently. But Marte's been a disappointment. Obviously, Vogel back and Canna, notwithstanding tonight, uh, have been disappointments. So there's a lot of areas for improvement on that Mets offense, that's for sure. It is. And I got to be honest with you, Gordon. I, I was dis- I'm, you know, I'm disappointed that I'm not seeing Alvarez in the lineup tonight. Yeah. I kind of want to see him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's hot. He's been hitting home runs. He's, been, he's, he's played a really good you know, defensive catcher. I understand Thomas Nido is back. You want to see what you have with him. But, I, I'm, you know, uh, to be honest, I think that Alvarez has earned the number one job, that he should be in there day in and day out. I'm guessing that that because they got the day game tomorrow, they'll give him the day off today, and then he'll be back in there tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to getting, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow off and playing tonight. Right. So, um, but no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, he's been, he's been great. Uh, and, and when he first came up, kind of looked a little lost, kind of yeah. looked a little overwhelmed and he's, he's figured it out and he's been far better defensively than I thought that you were going to get too. So no, he has to be playing every day. No, absolutely. I, I, I need him in the lineup, Gordon. What? what? You know, I, he's young. He could play, he could play. Oh, day game no, after night no, game. La- no, Larry, the game's at one o'clock tomorrow. He, oh, he, no, he's no, no, going to be exhausted. There's no way. Oh, that's right. The, the Mets right. are you're not right. the only team that does that, but yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, no, you're right. I, look at me. I forgot myself. Forgive me. The, the Yankees <laughs> might give the guy two days off. You know, he played a night game two nights ago. He's exhausted. He's exhausted. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Logan's in the car. Logan, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hi there, how you doing? What's up, Logan? 
Not much. Just chilling. Got to watch the Mets kill it tonight. All right. Take t- take me through. What what did you see? What did you like? You know, I, I really liked the uh, pitching tonight. I thought that uh, – I forgot his name. The, the guy, you know, he was really killing it. Uh, I'm, not like, I'm like a new guy to this. So, the pitch – the starter was really killing it tonight, man. And I just like the fact that the, the Phillies couldn't get any hits. So, you know, that's what I'm about. Yeah, it was it was a tough night for them, Logan. Thanks for the phone call. And and you know, as you mentioned, Gordon, you know, the 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 rotation starting to come around, and you needed to see something from Carrasco. And once again, two consecutive starts where he's kind of looking more like last year's Carrasco as opposed to the year before Carrasco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listen, the way McGill and Peterson have struggled early, you need him to kind of get back in shape. And I couldn't believe it, but. Quintana was long tossing in the outfield, Gordon. Oh, my God. I, he exists. I haven't, I haven't seen him. I, He's I, real. I didn't even know what number he wore. <laughs> I did not realize the Mets owned the Phillies to the extent that they do. Uh, dating back to last season, they've now won seven straight series against the Phillies. Wow. Wow. Just what you're looking for. And then Just you go for the sweep for. tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. You go for the sweep because we know, as you chronicled for us, Gordon, the schedule gets a little tougher. <laughs> Yeah, and you got Scherzer on the mound tomorrow. So mm-hmm. uh, against uh, your your former Taiwan Walker. Yeah, so that should be that's a, that's a favorable matchup for the Mets. Yes, it is. It is. It should be. It you should know, be. I'm, I'm just looking. We're talking about the Mets lineup mm-hmm. and disappointments in the Mets lineup. Yes. Ooh, that Phillies lineup. Talk yes, about some disappointments <laughs> there. Yeah, but they've had a ton of injuries too. I get you, but you know I mean, Trey Turner, that oh, huge awful. contract, he's been a, a he's major disappointment. Awful. Kyle Schwarber, I know oh. he's not batting average is not how you judge him, but he's hitting one sixty three. Larry, he's like uh, Joey Gallo. I know, and he's not making any contact. No, and if he's not, not hitting home contact. runs, he's he he's There's no generally an on base guy too. He'll get you the walk, but uh, his slugging is under four hundred. Woof! Yikes! He they they are struggling. A mm-hmm. lot offensively, they really are, and the pitching has not been that great. So that's no. why they've been, you know, that's why they've been in the <laughs> outside of that, had. Mrs. Lincoln. How was the play, <laughs> right? Yeah, Rob Thompson's like, geez, what happened to the team? I, I'm in Joe Girardi's spot. This right, team is yeah. almost the same record as uh-huh. when I took over last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> crazy how those things turn around. It is amazing. It is amazing. But listen, uh, Gordon, as a Met fan, I will take it. I will take oh, it. Of course, you know. So, uh, especially me complaining about the offense and all this other stuff right now, you know, Mets scoring some runs. Yankees in Seattle are in Seattle, no score. And uh, listen, the way Clark Smith has been for earlier in the season, he's gotten better of late, but early in the season, that's pretty good, no score, because he, he normally gets touched up early, but he's kind of settled down, no? Yeah, uh, he has. he's gotten far better than he was earlier in the season. He's gotten a little bit more length than he had a little bit earlier in the season. So, uh, hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Obviously, Jimmy and Bam attract so much attention, but like you have to give so much credit to Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent. I mean, we know that Duncan Robinson is a great shooter. Uh, we know that Max Struess is a great shooter. Uh, Tyler Hero will be back at some point. We know what he's capable of, but I've just been so impressed with you know Gabe Vincent, the poise and confidence he's playing with, and Caleb Martin could easily have won you know the MVP of that Eastern Conference Championship. He's just he's shooting into a very big basket right now, playing with tremendous confidence. So the three-point defense will be really important. And 
in terms of us guarding that, and we've done a pretty good job of that throughout the regular season and the playoffs. Michael Malone, head coach of the Denver Nuggets, watching, doing an excellent scouting job on the Miami Heat after watching the seven-game series with the Boston Celtics. Hardest thing in Damer until midnight, and Gordon he, Malone is right. Those those bench players for Miami were outstanding in the series in all seven games. They were consistent. And if he's if if he's going to have a chance to beat them, he's got to find a way to neutralize them or put them in positions where, uh, you know, they 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 don't have an easy way to shoot because in a lot of in in some cases against Boston, they got to the lane, they got wherever they wanted to go. I mean, Martin had a bunch of open shots, Gordon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the Nuggets are far deeper uh, than what uh, Miami has had to face here in these uh, playoffs so far. So uh, I, I don't. I know that it'll be used by the Heat as bulletin board material. That everybody's picking the Nuggets. They're picking the Nuggets a lot of times in five, but uh, it does kind of feel like the Nuggets are the team to beat going into this series. No doubt about it. Um, Michael Malone, what's your message to the team, especially for Game One, which sometimes the visitors can steal. Forget the eight seed stuff. I mean, they they beat Milwaukee four to one. Team had the most wins in the NBA this year. Uh, they beat Boston four to three, and they're up three zero. Team with I think the second most wins in the NBA this year. So uh, you get to the NBA Finals, it's not about seeding anymore. And for those that are thinking that this is going to be an easy series, I don't even know what to say to you, people. I mean, like this is going to be the biggest challenge of our lives. It's the NBA Finals. You know, th- this is you're trying to win the first NBA championship in franchise history, and it's going to be the hardest thing that we've ever done, which is the way it should be. All right, so let's 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 have the coaches break down the go-to guys on the teams. Gordon, Michael Malone, uh, what makes Jimmy Butler so tough to stop? What separates him from most players is the the drive, you know, the the, the competitive spirit within him, a relentless attack. And it was really cool seeing the the press conference they showed from last year when they lost and and how everything he talked about in that moment kind of came to fruition a year later and he has his team back in the finals. So I think what makes Jimmy hard to guard is uh, we know he's talented, he's big, he's strong, he can get to his spots on the court. Uh, he has uh, the gift of, of drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. But he's a, he's a big moment player. He's not scared, he's tough, he's relentless, uh, and he's a warrior. And, and I think that's why from the first from the playing games to that first round series against a really good Milwaukee team with great defensive players like Drew Holiday said it didn't matter who was guarding him you know Jimmy was going to you know get where he wanted to go so um, and it's not just on Aaron Gordon it's on all five guys on the floor to try to slow him up and to give him different looks and uh, we'll be ready all right Eric Spolster how do you defend Nikola Jokic it is uh, a challenge because, uh, you know, he's arguably the best player on the planet. He's big. He does things uh, different than any other center in the league. He can play a rugged physical game, but he also can play a finesse game. He really can set other guys up. And then if he needs to score 50 in a playoff game, he has also proven that he can do that. Uh, so there is no quote unquote stopper for a guy like that. But we're, we're going to rely on our fundamentals and who we are. We just try to make it tough on, on everybody and anybody. Take a, a guys a little bit out of their comfort zone. Take away some of the easy things that they're accustomed to getting. But ultimately, it's going to come down to competition. Even if he plays a great game, we got to figure it out. He's going to bring a competitive spirit. And there are going to be games where he plays his A game and putting his fingerprints on it. And we still have to find a way to, to win the game at the end. 1-800-919-3776. Who wins the series? Who wins game one? So we want two questions. Who wins the series and who wins game one tomorrow night? Gordon, this is going to be fascinating for me because 
Eric Spolster, here's the thing about Jokic. You can't double him because if you double right. him, he'll still make the pass. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he's got a great he's got a great view of the court, knows what pass to make. You can't leave him because he'll shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can try to run and try to get into an up tempo with him, you know, because he, you know, he's he's a little slower, but he mm-hmm. he'll you know he so you can try to do that. Uh that not really the Miami Heat's game plan. No, it's not. Which right. is not, not, their, not game. their style, right? No. They might pick up the pace in spots, mm-hmm. but they're not trying to run up and down the court consistently. No. Now, and the other side of it, you know, uh, we saw that Butler did have some issues with length. And Denver's got length <laughs> in their starters. So they could switch. They got a couple of guys, not Jokic, but they got a couple of guys that they could switch on him and put on uh, Butler to see if he can, you know, to see if, if they can cool him down. So I, I'm picking, I'm, I'm picking Denver in six. Yeah, I really think five, but I'm picking mm-hmm. Denver in six because I, I respect what Miami's been able to do. Uh, but I, I just, I would be a little surprised if Miami won this series. I would be very surprised if Miami's able to win this series. Um, it just feels like everything is lined up for Denver. Uh, Jokic is, I think, 10-2 and two against Adebayo in his career. Uh, I think that the Nuggets are a deeper team. I think that they, they, they can play different styles more than Miami can. Uh, I think that the the Heat have the maybe the coaching edge, and they're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because I don't really see what there's no obvious answer for Jokic, but nobody has an answer for Jokic really, and certainly have not had one in these playoffs. So uh, it does it feels disrespectful to what Miami has been able to do to say that you're taking the Nuggets in five, but it does kind of feel like a nugget series. Maybe it's six. Maybe maybe we get a little something interesting, but it does feel like it, it's hard for – it could be five, it could be six, it could be seven, it could be four, but I think it's still going to be the nuggets. Yeah, it's – it's they have talent and depth. Mm-hmm. And they have the discipline to play the right way, as I quote Larry Brown, mm-hmm. <laughs> the former Sixer net and the, the net Nick and the Kansas and a bunch of other teams that he coached over his career. Uh, because they're not they're, they're not going to force up the threes, Gordon. They're going to move when you put them in the zone. They're going to make the right play. They have they have been able to scout Miami every single game, right? Because they've been off, seems right? Like three not been weeks. doing anything, yeah. So they've had a chance to sit down in real time and watch everything that Miami's been able to do while Miami's trying to you know go on the crash course. They're looking, they're seeing. I mean, there's no, I mean, th- there's no team that. Denver has faced that's kind of like Miami, right? You know, the Lakers aren't like Miami. Uh, you know, Phoenix is not like Miami. So, you know, all, all the all the teams that they faced, uh, it, it, they really had it, they, you know, they, they've had answers for them. So I just think it's, it's not going to be, like I said, I, I'm giving them six out of the benefit of, because I think that Miami will, will get a game that you didn't expect them to get. Because mm-hmm. I really think it'll be a gentleman's sweep. But I just think Miami might get one you don't expect. And then you're like, wow, hey, you know what? Oh, okay, so here's the extra game. But uh, Michael Malone's got his work cut out for him, but so does Eric Spolster. This should be – I think it'll be competitive. I just don't think it'll – I just think Miami just doesn't have enough talent here. 
Yeah, and the Nuggets uh, are very consistent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtics were up and down, uh, and the, the Heat were able to take advantage of that. Uh, I don't, I don't expect that to be the case with Denver. They, they, it seems like they check a lot of boxes, and it's the reason why they're so overwhelming favorites in the NBA Finals. I, I don't remember the last time I'd have you'd have to have like a betting historian mm-hmm. to find somebody who pulled pulled a bigger shocker than than the Heat knocking off the Nuggets. Maybe it was the, the year the Pistons beat the Lakers. I don't know. Uh, you'd have to go back a long way to, to find that team. Yeah. And the scary thing here, if you're Miami, is Denver really, that game four, where LeBron gave all he had in that game, and the Lakers had a lead, and Denver just wait. Denver just said, okay, they're going to wear themselves out. And they came back and they just wore, they just wore the Lakers down. I mean, you look at them, they, they just put up points, Gordon. They, now they did have some defensive issues against the Lakers in a couple of quarters, but for the most part, I mean, they're they're consistent. They put the ball in the basket. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a, the question's going to be, and yeah, Tyler Hero is probably expected to come back. I think, the word that I've seen is maybe by around game three, they expect that he could be back. But will Miami be able to keep up with the scoring that Denver has for multiple people? That's going to be the issue. And will they be able to control the boards the way they did and hold their own against the boards the way they did against Boston? It's going to be real tough. Very tough. To, uh, look, we all think that Eric Spolstra is a fantastic coach. We all think that what the Heat have been able to do to get to these NBA, NBA finals is very impressive. But if they're able to pull this one off, man, this is this is an all-timer. Yeah, and he's going to need some luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To. He's going to need some luck. We'll get your thoughts on the NBA finals next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Who said that we are favorites? The media? Las Vegas. Las Ve- and Las Vegas tells us that we are not, we were underdog before. That doesn't, it's not correct, I think. I mean, I think we are not the favorites. I think in the finals there is no favorites. We, this is going to be the, the hardest game of our life, and, and we know that, and we are prepared for that. We are preparing and prepare for that. So I think there is no favorites, and definitely I think we are not favorites in this uh, series. I think they are not either. I think it's just the finals, you know. There is no favorites in a, in a, in the finals, my, my opinion. Nicola, I don't live in Vegas, Jokic. Because <laughs> there's, there's a favorite, Gordon. Yeah. I, 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 he's had a whole week to come up with something for that question, and that's the best. There are no favorites. That's the best he could come up with? Best he could come up with. There are no favorites. We're, we're prepared. We know. We know what we have to face. Hey, Gordon, it's the right attitude. I guess, right? It's you don't right want to attitude. say something out yeah. of line or yeah. Yeah, people talking about something and focusing on something, getting you off what your preparation is. I get it, but mm-hmm. there are favorites, and oh, uh, no question. you're it. Yeah, and rightfully so. Of course. Top I mean, seed. Dominating in this, the, 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 this yeah. postseason. You know, top seed. Now, listen, of course, yeah, Miami brings a different challenge to you, and you're giving them their due respect, which is the right thing to do, the sportsmanship thing to do, but – you know, let's let's not be naive. Uh, 
you look at your starters. You look what – I mean, you break this matchup down, Gordon. I mean, this is the thing that uh, with Porter Jr. and Gordon, uh, Murray, Caldwell Pope, Miami's starters are going to have to defend some people. Mm-hmm. And more than a couple. And so, you know, once again, either Porter Jr. or Gordon, you know, will take turns, I think, on the switch – Trying to stay up with Jimmy Butler, that that mm-hmm. could be a situation where he's yep. got to shoot over a taller player, uh, you know. So once again, now Miami's going to get their points. We understand it, but the main thing here is to try to slow Denver down and what they're able to do and their ball movement and how they they cut and slash and the things they do. That's why it, uh, you know, and look, anything can happen. An injury can change the whole series. We get that, of course. But, but yeah, based on what game seven. Yeah, but based on what we're looking at right now, Gordon, you you have to say Denver's Denver's favorite and rightfully so. Yeah, and they have the. I know he didn't win it this year, but he's a two time MVP in Jokic, mm-hmm. and, and and when you have a, a player like that, it's like having another point guard out there. Yeah. So they've been the more dominating team. They were the higher seed. They 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 have the biggest star in the series. So yeah, they're going to be the favorite team. They are. And there's a wild card guy here on this Denver team. And I'm very curious to see what role he's going to play. And that wild card guy, as Joe Leo loved him last season when he was a member of the Brooklyn Nets, is Bruce Brown. And this and Bruce Brown, has we, we know about him defensively. We know what he's been able to do. But this year, I mean, Gordon, for the year, he, he's averaging just under 12 points and, and a little over four rebounds a game which is, you know, which is more offense than he gave the Nets last year. But he's been big for for Denver in, you know, taking on defense, playing defense in spots and c- crashing the boards and pushing the break on, and pushing, you know, leading the fast break with the bench. So he's he's done a nice job for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we mentioned it earlier. They are the deeper team this time around. Um, so and I, it, it all starts with with Jokic having that guy out there that can find guys in spots that is not a spot that usually finds guys in spots yeah, uh, from the exactly. center spot. Uh, for, for all the great passing big men that they've been in the game, Jokic is, is on a completely different level. Now, the one thing I guess you could say about the Heat is that they have been there before. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a big believer in experience mattering all that much. I think the reason why we think that experience matters is because if you have experience, you've been good in the past. So we just kind of expect you to be good in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is the first time around for the Nuggets. May, maybe the big stage impacts them in some way. That's why I know you always believe this. I think in this series, if Miami's going to have a chance, they got to get game one. Yeah, they have to. And they should be able to rust versus you know mm-hmm. rust versus yeah. rust, you know, and, and because, and I used to always have these these conversations with Mike Westoff with the Jet when he was a uh, mm-hmm. special teams special guy, teams special yep. teams god with the Jets, um, and you know what what do coaches always tell you? Go, we get to the calls in a second. What do they always say? You you play like you practice. That's what they always say. You play like you practice. Well, no, that's not true, because you simulate. In practice, you don't actually play like you practice. You don't actually do that. You know, in football, it's like, okay, you don't actually rush to hit the quarterback because you're not hitting the quarterback in practice, right? So the quarterback has that mindset, Gordon, of, okay, I'm going to hang in there because Gordon, he knows he's not getting hit. <laughs> it's yeah. different. And then, and when you're practicing, okay, you have people simulating what 
you're lo- simulating the looks and simulating who Jimmy Butler is and simulating Jokic and what he does, but you don't have the real thing, Gordon, and it's so it's different. Plus, you can go hard in practice. It's still not game speed. It's different. It's similar, but it's different. So, uh, you know, Denver's been going against and working what they see against having, you know, the other guys practice and the B team is practicing and somebody's Jimmy Butler and somebody's Caleb Martin and somebody's Gabe Vincent and, you know, somebody's, you know, bam out of Bayou, but it's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same. So, you know, when you've been off, like they've been off and yeah, they've practiced and they've been in it and mentally they've been there. They've got the mental reps Gordon. It's just not the same. And so you can come in if you're Miami Keep it close early. Keep it close. Get to about four or five minutes late in the game in the fourth quarter. And if you're in it, you have a chance to steal one. Is it possible? Now, I don't think that this is true. I'm just throwing this out as devil's advocate. Is it Mm -hmm. possible that we are overrating Denver in some ways because the last time we saw them, they were finishing off a sweep of the Lakers? And the Lakers... While they got to the conference finals, they weren't really a conference finals kind of team this year. Uh, maybe the the semifinals against Phoenix was a better gauge of where Denver really is. And, and maybe are, is it possible we're overrating them because the way they were able to handle the Lakers? I think we're overrating them, Gordon, because we're looking at the depth that they have, mm-hmm. the size that they have, and just how good they've been. And they've been consistently good over the past, not just just this year, but the past couple of years. Yeah. Now, have they gone deep into the playoffs? Not yeah. really. They've, they've yeah. had issues going deep. But once again, last year, Murray was hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's, listen, he makes a big difference on that team. As you can see. He yeah. makes a huge difference. So now you've got him. He's back. So I think the how we've seen Murray play and that two-man game with him and Jokic. And if they get, I mean, Gordon, you think about this. If they get anything from Gordon and Porter, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be it's... tough if they get anything from them. <laughs> anything. Yeah. And Caldwell Pope, who who had a personal vendetta against the Lakers because they let him go. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? So it, it is, you know, it, it's there's a reason why we look at them like this, Gordon. It's because they, they've played really well. And now, have they played tough teams? With that, with the toughy and grittiness that you have with Miami and Spolster, that type of coach, to be fair, probably not. I mean, Monty Williams is a good coach. He's not Eric Spolster. Uh, Phoenix with the injuries, you know, no Chris Paul, that hurt them. Uh, you know, their, their center looked like he didn't want to play in Port in Phoenix anymore for a lot of the series. You know, Durant wasn't Durant. He, I mean, he was missing threes. Like I've never seen him play like that. Mm-hmm. The way he I mean, normally he's efficient. He wasn't efficient in that series. And Devin Booker was chucking because he was the only one that really right. could score. Yeah. And they had no bench. So you know, as far as from team starter and depth, this might be the toughest that they faced in the postseason in Miami because of what Miami brings to the table. You know, the combination of coaching with Spolstra and what they've gotten from their, their role players, but they can match the role players, Gordon. See, that's the thing. It, they can match them. So whatever edge they have, it's kind of, it's kind of been neutralized. You're, Jimmy Butler's really going to have to really world this team in this series. He really is. And I'm sure he is, uh, he's looking forward to that. Oh, there's no question he is. 
There's no question. Spikes in St. Pete. Spikes, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Yeah, interesting listening to you guys. You, you know I love both of you. You're going a long way to figure this one out, and I think it's really simple. Uh, I think Gordon uh, was on it early. Uh, I've been picking basketball games for a few guys for a long time. I've run about 55 56%, which is really good, Gordon. You know that. And uh, halfway through the uh, Miami uh, uh, Celtic game, which the result pleased me, obviously, uh, being so old, I texted one of these guys. I said, see what you can get on Denver. And it was uh, minus 210. Uh, it shot up to minus 470 or 480, and he grabbed it at 210. I said, they're too long. The only boss, uh, Miami can play the zone, but uh, Jokic, the way to get out of the zone is passing out of it. There's not a better pass I've ever seen in a big man, ever. Not even close, Larry, ever. No. We've ever seen a big man, nothing near this guy. Nope. Plus, uh, he's a little lumbering, but, boy, losing that 50 pounds sure Makes stood well for him. And he's certainly coming out to be the best player in the league, unequivocally. They're long up front. You missed one guy. I know he doesn't play that much anymore, and he's quite old, but he's had Jeff a storied career with Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. He uh, he can come in and, and, and guard three positions and make a big bucket. And uh, He's had a very interesting career with the heart problem initially. Yeah. Yep. Coming out of Georgetown. Real seasoned player, somewhat like, uh, what's the other guy that does that? Uh, P.J. Tucker is kind of mm-hmm. like that, but sm- yep. smaller. Better shooter. Uh, yeah, now Miami, only one way they can win is slow down. Denver won't allow them to slow down. They're long. The two wings with Gordon and Porter are interchangeable. I, I just don't see any way Miami can beat them. Uh, you guys may make a good point there that Rustin bet the first half. If you look at the bet, uh, I, I can't see it. I, I just think there's too much talent. I think the coach uh, comes from a good line of uh, coaches. I think his father coached Detroit for a while and then was a Nick assistant for quite a while with Riley and Van Gundy, if I remember correctly. So I, I don't see it being close. I think Miami overachieved. Uh, it's sure a good way, a good template for – I knew Steve Perry was going to go. I mean, he you looked at what he's done. And I wish him well. He's been with a lot of teams, but – to get back to the Knicks, we need the shot makers. And I'll tell you, Struess is available as a, as a uh, uh, unrestricted free agent. He wouldn't mm. be a bad pickup. A couple of guys I'm looking at, but the Knicks really need. Because the East, uh, you see, we all thought all year long the East was stronger, and we overlooked Denver. I think we overlooked them a little bit. Uh, they got they're seven deep, and they play at a fast pace in the West. And they got the greatest passer we've ever seen. So the zone will totally be ineffective unless they shoot 20% like the Heat. And uh, who shot 20% in the last two games from threes. Why they didn't, uh, Boston, I mean, why they didn't stop shooting threes, Larry, Gordon? You know why? You've got to explain something to me. You know, It's very simple, Spike. The next one's going in. Thanks for the phone call. The next one's going in. It's, 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 that's, that's a shooter's mentality. The next one's got, got to go. And you you want you want a guy, Gordon. It's funny. Coaches will tell you with one eye, and then the other eye with one eye, with the, winking at you with their fingers crossed behind their back. You want a guy who doesn't have a conscience. Keep shooting. It's gonna go in. Keep shooting. Eventually go in. And then after a while, you're like the coach is like, okay, you can stop shooting now. It's not going in. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep shooting? <laughs> exactly. You know, pass it. Do something else. 
But, uh, you know, Spike, you're right. That's, we're just trying to explore all angles with it. You know, what, what could possibly happen? But there's no question about it. You, when you look at them, and we didn't, we didn't, I don't think we forgot about Denver. We just didn't think about them because we were worried about the East. We knew what Denver was going to be out West. Well, they've been good. I, yeah, but they've been good, and they have. But they haven't experienced any. They, they've let you down in the postseason before, even though mm-hmm. they've been good. Even though Jokic has been the MVP, so you know when when you have the Lakers out there or the Warriors out there or Kevin Durant gets traded to the Suns out there, uh, and you have a team like the Nuggets, who let's be honest, we're not generally sitting down and watching no. the Nuggets on a night in night out basis in the way that if the Warriors in the national game or LeBron's mm-hmm. in the national game that we're going to check it out or Kevin Durant with the Suns. So I think that there was some overlooking that because until that team that has great regular season success shows you that they can pay it off in the postseason, we're always going to kind of doubt them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, we we just didn't expect. Miami to be representing the East. <laughs> no, that's the surprise. The Nuggets are supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we really thought it was going to be either Milwaukee, Denver, mm-hmm. or we thought it was going to be uh, Boston, Denver. But uh, listen, you know, ABC was very happy with Miami, Denver. They'll, 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 they'll take Miami, Denver because of what you know. It's it's the eight seed. It's the eight. It's another storyline, Gordon. It's an eight seed trying to win the title. Another storyline. Another yeah. storyline. They love well, it. Well, we'll see if they still feel that way after the first two games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Jokic goes crazy and it's all of a sudden 2-0 Denver, it might, be, uh, it might be over and out. We'll continue the conversation on the NBA Finals and your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Did you see Rhodes reporting? Monty Williams is the new head coach of the Detroit Pistons. I did, and I saw for how much. Boy, Monty Williams. Apparently he got to be an even Yeah, an even greater coach while he was away. Boy, that's a big deal. $78.5 million wow. for six years. That might be more than Monty Williams made in his playing career. Oh, there's no question this morning he made in his playing career. I mean, that's unbelievable. It Holy might be crap. more in the there might be more than a bunch of coaches made in their playing careers <laughs> combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a great deal. Good for him. And, Good for um, him. The but there's a lot of pressure. He, he's the face of that franchise. At 78 million, not the players, he's the face of the <sighs> right. franchise. That that's their big move, yeah. Wow, that move. is that is a that's a big contract. Now does Harden want to go back now that he sees that? What, does Harden want to play for Monty Williams? I wonder. I I, I would not. Uh, I don't. I don't expect him to be heading to Detroit. I would not think yeah. so. Yeah. I. Yeah. You know the the idea that they are that the Rockets are thinking about signing Harden to that, Isn't that contract. Something? Isn't that something? When they've already had him once. Yes. And he begged out of there. I want out. Forced their hand to get rid of him, and mm-hmm. then they're bringing him back. Yes. For, I think it's, what is it, four years? $200 million? They're not. They're are are they out of their minds? Yes, they are. <clears throat> Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because he can't score anymore like he did. It's not the same player. No. It's not the same player. I mean, oh, his best goodness. opportunities to, to get hardware were the last two years in Philly. Yeah. And he couldn't do that. Then he just, he just wants to, he just, he just wants to play for money then. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're paying him top dollar for the years where he will not be a, a top flight player. Yep. 
That's no crazy. about it. No doubt about it. Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi? Hey, I just wanted to talk about the uh, finals. Um, I think Bam is going to get into foul trouble. He hasn't been dealing with any sort of big man with the Celtics. And then I also want to touch on the Knicks. What's going on with this uh, franchise? You know, they got rid of the GM. So I'm just wondering who's going to be the spokesperson and what moves they're going to make because, as you see with the Heat, they have sharpshooters and Knicks don't have one. I think there's a couple of free agents like Gary Trent or even Harrison Barnes, and then if they can trade into the draft, that would be great too. That's all i got to say. All right, Subi, thanks for the phone call. I'm sure there's a number of folks who are in line for that GM spot. Uh, Gordon for the Knicks, not as Scott Perry, is not his contract's not going to be renewed. And yes, there's no question, that's what the Knicks need. The Knicks need uh, score uh, three-point makers. They do. Uh, Kurt, Seth Curry, we talked about, is one. He mentioned Gary Trent. Harrison Barnes, uh, yeah, yeah, but, I, you know, he's been so good with Sacramento, I don't think Sacramento's going to let him go. They, they kind of like what they have. I, you know, for them to go as deep as they did, I don't think you want to start separate, you know, breaking up a team, a young team like that, you know, because they, you know, uh, the way they performed this year. So I, I think he might now look, he could go, but I don't think, I think they go do everything they can to keep him because they need that veteran leadership to help those young kids as they merge and try to go a little further uh, next year than they did this year. If I gave you card sharks, Monty Williams career earnings as a player, over under $11.5 million. Would you go under. higher or lower? Lower. You'd be right. Yeah, he made just <laughs> just under $8 million as a player. Yeah. And now That's he's right. going to be making that basically a season. That's right. A, a day. Yeah. <laughs> by the hour. Good for him. Drafted by the Knicks. Yeah. Ronnie Williams. Drafted right. by the Knicks. And... uh was promised. I, was, I remember. Like, oh, well, hey, he's, he could be pretty good. Then, then it was the subject of him having like heart issues or whatnot. So only the yep. Knicks. Mm-hmm. Only the Knicks would do that. Why, why would you? You know, why would you do that? But uh, you know that that's the situation. But he is, boy, I tell you, and he's got young kids on. You know, some young players, a little mixture. Got some young players on that Detroit team. Uh, so he, you know, he's got a chance to build something there. So hopefully he'll, uh, have a little better luck than he had in Phoenix where, listen, he did make some mistakes. There's no question about it, but they didn't give him the easiest. They tore half the team up to get Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and, uh, he didn't have a lot to work with in the postseason. Well, the, he will have a far longer leash in Detroit. That yes, deal. he will. And the expectations are, are going to be far less than what he was dealing with in Phoenix. And since the money's guaranteed, even if they kick him out after two years, he still <laughs> hey, gets he's paid. Gonna do, he's still going to be doing all right. He's still going to be doing all right, Larry. We'll continue the conversation with you on 98.7 ESPN.